Hello, welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, your host as always, and you know me to be a very energetic, very fun-loving, pretty gregarious person. To be frank with you, I'm pretty tired. It's a Friday, and I have just spent most of my week uh, in very bizarre phone calls, just like you have, and I know you're tired too. But I wanted to really embody the ethos that we have here at Little Bird Marketing, which is ABH, always be helping. And I have been helping so many teams regroup and upskill on, on their social media presence. And I thought I would impart some of those skills here and really do a scrappy show of tips and tricks to improve your LinkedIn game right now. So the coronavirus obviously has had a massive impact on our world, to say the very least, but it's also had a very specific impact on our corporate world. And people before who were not listening to my message about the need for digital transformation and about upskilling and developing the skills on your team for social selling are really scratching their heads, wishing they had done this sooner. But never fear. We're not here to uh, to harp on anyone. We're here to be helpful. So let's actually figure out how do we go forward. I know I love the old adage of the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But you know what? The second best time to plant a tree is today. So let's do that with the best in mind. I'm so privileged to work with an all-star team at DLA Ignite. I work with a group of global, um, engaging, and very helpful professionals who are teaching teams how to use LinkedIn and Twitter to work for them. We're working in companies all around the world on this 12-week digital transformation course. But to be frank, we don't have 12 weeks in order to figure out how to ignite people digitally and get that pulled across the entire organization. What we can do right now is actually give you tactical things that can be done today to improve your prowess online and actually give you some hope. So I have been helping teams regroup and really understand what skills they're going to need to develop and refine for social media benefit. They're also really struggling to get a grip on their long-neglected LinkedIn profile. So if that sounds familiar to you, then hold on because we've got some really specific help coming. I'm also helping companies gain clarity about really this new normal of virtual sales. The reality is that to truly succeed, it's not tips or tricks that you need. It's a shift in a mindset. And it's not just for individuals, but over time, there has to be a shift in the mindset for the whole company because digital transformation really has to get pulled across the entire organization. I think you know it, but social media has fundamentally changed the way we live and do business. And research shows that buyers are, get this, 57% of the way through the buying process before they ever contact a salesperson. Do you understand that? That means that your ideal client is out there on a totally self-directed journey where they research, they ask questions, and honestly, they're jumping to conclusions about you, your products, your services, and your brand as an entirety all while remaining anonymous. And so we have to figure out how we can win in this environment. And really to win, brands need to empower salespeople to be a part of this journey much earlier on in the process. That's really what needs to be happening. 
obviously, I can't be sharing everything that we teach in a full 12-week course. But before we get into tips and tricks, I want to offer a couple of mindset shifts for you. And I've given them a couple of them some names, and hopefully I'll tell something meaningful and meaningful enough so that you can really hold them in as anchors. And the first mindset shift is my favorite, which is you have to let go of the ABCs of selling. And that's an old Zig Ziglar, the always be closing, always be closing. And you have to really embrace the ABH of selling. And that is always be helping. You can even follow my hashtag on LinkedIn and Twitter, which is hashtag always be helping. The second mindset shift is around show and tell. And you might even be able to put it as show versus tell. And I think we all know intuitively for ourselves, it's so much better to show someone than tell someone. But yet we go out on our LinkedIn profile and we really begin to tell blah, 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 blah. Think about kindergarten and how much more awesome it was during show and tell when someone actually had something to show. I mean, you could tell me all you wanted about your pet iguana, but if you brought it to kindergarten with you, let me assure you, you are going to be the hero. I could go on, but you know the kid who brought the actual Rubik's Cube and didn't actually try and explain it as this plastic cube with colors on it that gets spun around and it's really hard, but you match the colors, blah, blah, blah. You know, they weren't the hero. The one who brought it and solved it in front of your very eyes was absolutely the most popular kid in school. So you have to change your mindset and quit just, you know, talking about your features and benefits of your product and regurgitating other product knowledge. Instead, you need to show someone that you're an expert or show what your product does and show how it brings relief to your most ideal client. This also means that you need to be mindful of the images that you share and make sure that they're interesting and engaging because that's actually what we need to be on social media, interesting and engaging. The third mindset that you need to shift is this idea that you can't really say what you feel. And I truly believe if you feel it, you can say it. And you actually can say it if you think carefully about the way that you say it. If you can couch your feelings in some empathy for your audience, then you can say almost everything. And so I want to kind of show you what this means. A lot of people come to me and say, well, I can't use LinkedIn or Twitter for sales because, you know, I just don't want to be salesy and I don't want to be slimy. And I think, oh, okay, so that's our first excuse. Because the reality is if you don't want to be salesy and slimy, then here's the thing. Then don't be salesy or slimy. There are ways to talk about things and talk to people and be engaging with people that don't have to use those kinds of gross tactics. And you have to realize that LinkedIn and Twitter is just a vehicle for your words. Just because bad things might happen at a cocktail party doesn't mean you say, well, I won't go to cocktail parties anymore. Lord knows, we're never going to say that. So quit blaming the actual vehicle. Instead, say, well, I can be what I need to be on LinkedIn or on Twitter because I'm actually going to say what I feel, but in an empathetic way. This really applies to this current crisis because I know a lot of people have said, well, I can't send any kind of, you know, uh, email or LinkedIn message out because I just don't know if they're totally busy and um, they're drinking from a fire hose at their work or if they're at home twiddling their thumbs or if they're just living in high anxiety about, you know, the work or the lack of work or are they going to have a job? Well, my friends, if you feel it, say it and couch it in empathy. And so 
so that mindset shift is to say, no, I can't, not that I can't do it, is that I need to do it correctly. And so you can start your actual engaged letter to someone saying, you know, it's such a weird time right now. And I don't know if you're twiddling your thumbs or if you are drinking from a fire hose, but I hope that you can get this message and I hope you can actually understand why I'm sharing this information with you now. Once you acknowledge, really acknowledge the humanity that you're in and the real reason why you're writing and the trepidation you might have around it, now we're actually being human. Now, I could go on and on with these mindset shifts, but I'm going to end with this last one. And it's actually a gem that came from Adam Gray, who's on my Digital Leadership uh, Associates Ignite team. And he refers to this as the duty of care. And gosh, I, I, I just love this concept. And what it does is it flips the mindset of the idea of us coming to social media to get what we want to get. But it flips that mindset from looking for clients, prospects, people that we can do things to. And instead, it flips it over to us making sure that we're caring for the clients and prospects who are listening to us and who are engaging with us. I do believe that the world would be a much better place if we all took the duty of care much more seriously. And that's not only in our own human lives, but also our human lives that we take online. There shouldn't be a discrepancy in how we work. So the next thing is just a piece of knowledge. And at the beginning, you might think, yeah, this sounds really stupid, you basic. But let me tell you, if you understand this deeply, you will have a much better experience online. So the reality is that LinkedIn loves LinkedIn. Facebook loves Facebook. And Twitter loves Twitter. Okay, so kind of get that in your brain. But now you have to think about it. What are they? I know that you think as a salesperson or as somebody who's moving a brand forward, they're a vehicle for you to tell your story. Guy Kawasaki said that social media was God's gift to entrepreneurs. And I, I believe that's true. But the reality is that we have to understand what these actual platforms are. These companies are multi-billion dollar media agencies. They allow you to use your platform for free or if you're a LinkedIn premium user for a premium. But regardless, they are there to make money on advertising. And so they make their money on advertising by the way that people engage online and the fact that they want to stay online on their particular channel. So we have to understand that when we start posting, for example, to LinkedIn, we have to understand their mentality and their algorithm. What kinds of things are they going to do that really would be good for them? So for example, they would allow me to post for free, but they want my post to be juicy and engaging because the more engaging it is, the more other people perceive that LinkedIn has value and therefore they stay on the platform longer and that longer time on page translates into marketing dollars. So every platform is going to reward you and show your posts more often when you do things that helps them. So can you see how this knowledge can help you frame what it is you can do on social channels? If the only thing you're ever doing is sharing links that go to other outside news sources, let me assure you, they're not going to reward you with more time in other people's feeds because that does not feed more time on that particular channel. 
So to get started, the two main things that we need to do, and we're going to talk pretty specifically today about LinkedIn, but that is to establish your professional brand. And that means establishing your personal brand as a professional. And LinkedIn looks at key elements like the professionalism of your profile and how much content are you actually creating and are you posting regularly? (laughs) Furthermore, it looks at things like, well, if you post regularly, how often are people actually looking at your posts and are they engaging with your posts and are they engaging so much they actually want to follow you? I love that quote from Guy Kawasaki that social media was God's gift to entrepreneurs, but I have to say that social media really is God's gift to thought leaders. (laughs) So think about that for a minute. And specifically with LinkedIn, it is actually measuring how well you're establishing yourself as a thought leader in your own industry. Because when you have a small group of people, you can optimize your profile around attracting those most ideal clients within a certain niche. And so you're going to continue to post relevant and curated content from trusted sources, and you're going to even hopefully publish original articles, all to build your personal and professional brand online. The second and most obvious thing that we're looking to do on social media as business people is grow our network and build relationships. Specifically to LinkedIn, what this means is that we're trying to grow our connections and actually reach prospects. But one thing that is absolutely overlooked is that you are already connected to so many people who are most likely your most ideal client. I find so many people are going out to LinkedIn and collecting connections just for the sake of collecting them, but they do nothing with them. And so if we're mindful about the thought that we need to be building relationships, it's not just about prospecting. It's not just like, oh, this is a nice new shiny person. And now let's throw them aside and let's go find that next new shiny person. You need to be reflecting on what I mentioned before, the duty of care and looking at your current connections and seeing how you could bring value to them. So building relationships needs to be understood as part of prospecting, but also part of taking care of the people who have already said yes to engage with you and now need to know why they did. They need for you to deliver that undeniable value and show, not tell, about your thought leadership and expertise. I could really talk forever about LinkedIn, (laughs) so I'm sorry if this was a long tee-up, but before I get to tips and tricks, those things to me are so key. They are so important because you can get tips and tricks from anybody online, but if you don't have the right mindset, then you're going to go out and not only waste your time, but you're probably going to damage some relationships, and some of those are not going to come back. So without further ado, let me give you a couple of tactical things because right now you're saying, yeah, great, Priscilla, but what do I do? What do I actually do on LinkedIn? So let's get specific. So the first thing is the basic, which means you need to post every day. Now, I guarantee you, here come the excuses. Priscilla, I don't have time to post every day. Well, then I don't know how you're going to make your numbers. I don't know how you're going to move your brand forward. You have to make time to post every day. Now, If you want to be really strategic about it, you could actually get your posting done through a free or very inexpensive system like Buffer or Hootsuite. This is nothing new that I'm telling you, but a lot of people don't think about that for a personal brand. They think about it that that's an actual marketing automation tool for companies, but it's actually super effective for people. 
The excuse I usually hear is, well, I don't know what to write, and you're staring at a blank screen. And I love um, working with Peter Springett in my Digital Leadership Associates uh, group. He actually just uh, sent an article, and I posted it on a blog post on our website, Little Bird Marketing, but you've got to look it up. It's called No Time to Blog. You've already written dozens. And that applies not just to blogs, but also content for your social media posting. The next tactical tip that you need to use right away is that you need to go back and send messages to people you're connect with. And I mentioned that in the duty of care. But you can't do all of those in one day. You need to break them up. And I suggest that you should take five contacts that you've had in your past that you have not connected to for a long time and actually reach out with just something very simple. And you know what? We're connected. We haven't talked for a long time. I don't even remember why we were connected, etc. So again, just be authentic and then reach out and say, you know, any chance that you would have time for a 10-minute chat today? And of course, you're going to get turned down a few times, but you also need to be very clear with people that you'd like to chat and understand how the connection can be meaningful, but that you promise, you got to raise your right hand, please promise you're not going to try and sell this person anything. You just want to understand why you're connected and see if there's something you can do to help each other. Seriously, if you honor that statement, then you will begin to build relationships and you won't have to go out there and prospect for all kinds of new things because very potentially your next greatest client is already in your current LinkedIn connections. The next tip I want to share is that a lot of people looked at prospecting on LinkedIn as sending LinkedIn messages to people and connecting with them. But the reality is there's a much better way to engage with people, and that's about commenting on high-performing posts. The reason why this is so important is because, you know, you can send a lot of messages to people's LinkedIn mails and they don't respond. Maybe they're not very engaged users on LinkedIn. Well, that's not going to be good for you. What's going to be good for you is to find the people who are already truly LinkedIn people. They're already engaged there. They already find value. And so they very potentially could find more value through what you have to say. So I like to comment on high value posts and put my two cents in, start a conversation. I don't like being overly controversial, but I do like asking people follow-up questions and getting people to talk or share their opinion. I happen to learn a lot, but also people begin to look for my opinion in posts. And that can be one of those ways that we can engage in really effective thought leadership. Another tip that I think gets really overlooked is once you've done that great work of having this really great dynamic interaction with someone online, you realize that a lot of people do nothing else with that. But if you look at the, the string of comments on a really great piece, you have a lot in common with those people who just were engaged and involved in talking about that piece of content. Well, you need to look through that list and see who on this list is not my first connection. Because immediately you want to scour that list and go to the face of the person who's your second or third connection, press them immediately, and actually say, hey, that was a great comment on that post. I really enjoyed talking about it with that whole group. I would love to connect, see if there could be something meaningful for us. The reality is that we already know that you're interested in the same things. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been commenting on the same post. 
My next tip is to follow and use hashtags effectively. And I know this is, I'm opening up a huge uh, Pandora's box and there's a lot of questions about hashtags. The reality is, is that hashtags are no longer needed in order to search on any platform. You can simply, you know, type in the word marketing and you're going to find everybody who used the word marketing. But hashtags can still be a culturally relevant and helpful way for us to tag different posts and be known for certain things in our market. And that really pertains to thought leadership. I will say in terms of LinkedIn, my top tip is do not use more than three hashtags and only use them in LinkedIn at the bottom of your post. Don't put them in the middle of posts like people are want to do, and which is completely acceptable in Twitter. But that's not really the kind of system that is in allowed, I wouldn't say it's not allowed, but it's really not the culture that we have in LinkedIn. So do yourself a favor and put those at the very bottom of your post. Also, if you use the word marketing, don't use hashtag marketing. That's a double search. So do yourself a favor and find what hashtags other people who you admire and other people who are on your prospecting wish list are using and start using those hashtags and following those hashtags so that you can actually continually find yourself in the mix of engagement with those people. My next top tip is that you must, absolutely must make a wish list. Who are you actually going for? Who are you looking for on LinkedIn? Who is your most ideal client? And I know that you have heard me talk about ideal client personas a million times, and you can go to littlebirdmarketing.com and look up the perfect persona, which is a free resource and a free page. I don't even gate the information. If you want it all in a nice PDF, you can have it, but you can actually read all of the information right on my website without doing anything else. And I'm telling you, you need to ask yourself these hard questions about who you are trying to reach. Otherwise, all of this work will be for naught. The power of that wish list is that then it can help you understand what are the day-to-day tasks you need to be doing. And the first thing is, instead of reaching out and doing some kind of a canned, you know, outreach to this person, instead, why don't you go and find what they like? Go see what they're posting. Start commenting on their post and starting a conversation. You don't have to start it from the first thing being a cold email. It just doesn't have to be that way. So you can go out and find out what they're interested in, what they're commenting on, or what they're posting and begin to engage in that way and start up a more organic conversation. Having that wish list also guides you about what you need to share. You want to share relevant pieces of content that your most ideal client would enjoy. What problems are they facing? And can you find solutions that are in the form of content to share on LinkedIn? And it will start a conversation. And they will see you then as being truly helpful and taking the extra time to care about them and their problems. And that goes a very long way in building relationships. The next tip I have really is not from me, but it is a simple use of a really great system called the Pomodoro Method. And literally, I don't need to explain it to you, but you need to just go Google it. Pomodoro method, P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O method. Yes, like the sauce. So um, go look it up, but it's a way that you can actually use this phone that you have, this supposed smartphone, to just set a quick timer and make sure that the engagements that you're doing and the time you're spending on social media do not become this black hole, but they're actual focused 
you know, forays into sales, prospecting, relationship building, or whatever it is you're doing at that time. But it gives you a guidance of how you can go in and use very small pieces of time effectively. And another tip is that people ask me a lot of times what they should be doing, how much time they should be spending out on LinkedIn when they first start. And I like to tell people that you really should start with 30 minutes a day, something that you can actually do consistently. So think of it like why weight loss plans don't work because people, you know, like to do all or nothing kind of ideas and they go big and then they go home and typically they go home to the refrigerator. So um, it doesn't work for weight loss. You have to figure out a way how to bring that kind of health into your day to day. And that is the same for LinkedIn because we're, our human brains work the exact same way, whether it's food or it's social media. And we need to be able to tell our brains that we're going to be out here for a small focus time and we're going to integrate it into our day-to-day life and it's not going to be a nuisance. And that mindset shift helps us to be more effective when we're out and engaged online. As you get started online, you may find that it is hard to get traction on your posts, and it can be really, really frustrating. And so I like to tell people to make sure they go out and find their friendlies. Now, if you happen to be a part of a big group in a company, especially a company who is uh, forward-thinking enough to be pushing digital transformation across the entire organization, then you already have your group of friendlies. Everybody who's on your team should be helping you to get lift on your actual posts. But if that's not the case, you also have a lot of good colleagues. And for me, I know I go to a lot of conferences. I talk with a lot of friends. We become good friends, even beyond colleagues. And we always do want to help each other out. And we understand what the game is. We understand that we're all out on social, but we like to tag each other or comment or just say something encouraging to each other. And it's nice, but also we know the real value that it brings in breaking the algorithm of LinkedIn or any social platform that you're on in order to get your stuff seen more more often. So my tip is to really develop that group of quote-unquote friendlies and have them at your fingertips. If you are out on Twitter, then make sure you know all of their handles because that can be tricky. So I have a list of all of the Twitter handles of people that I'm connected with who um, I have a meaningful connection with, and I can easily tag them on something and really get a conversation going. Likewise with LinkedIn, you need to know who you can actually tag. Now, let's talk about a top tip about tagging people. I don't recommend that you tag people in your main post because it can feel like a little bit icky, like, hey, I want you to see this. Now, if you're talking about someone, of course you want to tag them, but you don't want to have a post where then you tag 20 people below it, you know, that's actually embedded in the post and they're sitting there with like, hmm, I'm waiting for your response. Instead, if you really do want to tag a friendly, then go ahead and create your post and maybe in your comment, then tag them and say why it is that you want them to engage with this piece. It's just a little bit more genuine. I'm not saying it's a hard that you never can do it and put somebody up in the post. I'm just saying you need to think about it. But, you know, in terms of a top tip, it's something that you have at your, you know, uh, as one of your tools, but you can't overuse it. Also, you know that I like to be funny. Do not underestimate the value of being funny and being lighthearted and really doing something to provide some relief for people during the day. Now, of course, we don't want to waste our time out on social media, but sometimes saying something encouraging or just, you know, passing on something that really made you laugh can make all the difference in showing that you're a real human uh, behind this feed. 
Okay, two more tips and I'm going to wrap it up. So the next thing I want to talk about is metrics and understanding how our brains work and working with that. We like for things to be gamified and we like to know that we're making progress. And I would highly recommend starting um, with gathering your SSI score. Now, I'll put in the show notes how to find your SSI score or you simply can get to being logged into your LinkedIn account, and then you have to actually go to SSI score, and they will give it to you for free. At least for now, it's still free. And you can get an actual score of how well you're performing on their four key metrics. And the report is also very helpful. If you're missing on one of those metrics, it will give you a couple of, uh, for examples, and you know, just some suggestions about what you might do in order to improve that. So I think you need to, you know, get your SSI score so you can see if you're actually building and, 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 um, Your brain needs that little hit of encouragement. Trust me, work with brain science on this. Click into your profile, and right under your profile, there'll be an About section, and then there's a Featured section, and the next one is your Dashboard. Now, this is private only to you, and it doesn't say this exactly, but I happen to know that the stats that are in that box are actually a rolling total of your last 90 days on LinkedIn. So go out there and take a screenshot real quick of that because it includes three things. Number one, the number of people who have actually viewed your profile. Number two, the number number of times people have viewed your posts. And the third thing is the number of times you actually came up in a search. So grab that screenshot, tuck it away, and maybe in 90 days you want to set something on your calendar in order to remind you to take a look and see how far you've come. So that brings me to my last top tip, and that is that you absolutely need to calendarize items. It is so overwhelming to get out on LinkedIn and think, oh, I could do this and I could do this, and I just gave you a lot of ideas, but you can't do them all in the same day. So what I like to do is think about all the different things I can do out on LinkedIn, and then I create a list. Hmm, is that more of a daily task, or is that a weekly task, or is that a monthly task, or is this a quarterly task? For example, once a month, I might want to go out and actually withdraw pending connections that I have with people that are over one month old. And you can actually just Google that, so I don't have to explain it all on uh, on this podcast. But that happens to be something I'm not going to do very often. But if I don't calendarize it, I'm going to totally forget to do it. So very quickly, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to go to my calendar, and once a month, I'm going to put a 15-minute meeting on my calendar to go and do that one thing on my LinkedIn profile. Now I don't have to think about it anymore. Likewise, if you like the idea of commenting on a post that somebody in your big wish list made, then actually go set a daily 15 minutes where you would do that. If you feel like that's more of a weekly activity, then put that on as a weekly item. For example, you also might want to prospect for new contacts based on the persona work that you've done. And that should be something that you do maybe weekly. I like to do that on late in the day on Friday because you're not getting a lot of sales calls in. You're wrapping things up and it's a little bit more time where I get a little bit more quiet and I can actually do prospecting a little more effectively. However that works for you is good, but I don't want to think about it all the time. And so I actually put 30 minutes on my Friday to prospect new contacts on, on LinkedIn. And now it's just a part of what I do. So all of the ideas that we had here that's my last tip. Take them and calendarize them so you don't go overboard and you don't get overwhelmed and you don't give up. 
If you do want to learn more about our DLA Ignite plan, you can visit dlaignite.com or you can go look at my website, Little Bird Marketing, and I have a bit.ly set up for my DLA, and that is bit.ly forward slash little bird ignite. And that's where you could actually book a meeting with me to talk about this kind of a program for your company. But I hope this has been helpful and really more than anything, maybe brought a little bit of the anxiety down that we're all feeling about how we're going to move into this new world of selling online on a very, very regular basis. And I got to tell you, this was happening long before coronavirus came, and some people are more prepared, but you got to start today. I really do hope from the bottom of my heart that was very helpful. And please follow our hashtag, hashtag always be helping out on LinkedIn or on Twitter. I'd love to connect with you. Please go out and connect with me on LinkedIn and tell me something that you got from this just to encourage me. And I promise I'll encourage you back. On Twitter, I'm at Little Bird Mama. That's Little Bird M-O-M-M-A. And of course, you can follow Little Bird Marketing at Little Bird M-K-T-G. We'd love to have you follow us. We'd love to hear back from you. If you liked what you heard today, please go out to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and give us some kind of a comment. This is how people discover uh, the good stuff that we put out at Little Bird Marketing. But we do hope that uh, you will stay healthy and that you're safe. And as always, everybody here at Little Bird Marketing wishes you a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.